0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين اللهم لا الا ما جعلته سهلا وانت تجعل الحزن اذا شئت اللهم على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته Okay then brothers and sisters um so uh we are on page 225 now uh, before i start some folks have um have uh, uh, wanted me to comment on something which i i think uh, well we'll find out now actually that uh, a video that's been released uh yesterday and um actually i didn't want to talk about this um the reason I didn't want to talk about it is because it concerns the issue of music and stuff like that, which actually is a hiding to nothing. Every kind of cliche that you can think of when it comes to talking about subjects like music and dancing and things like that. Um, well, maybe not so dancing, but that's a bit unfair, but music certainly, okay? And, and things which make people feel good and universally feel good, okay? These are literally hidings to nothing, meaning that you can never win something like that. Why? Because you're going up against the emotions of people. Real emotions, not fake. This is real genuine felt happiness. Um, So you're always on to... And that's why, you know, hiding to nothing, the poison chalice, and every other kind of uh, cliche, which is from the same genre of cliches. Um, So what was actually interesting was, uh, for me, other than just, you know, a talk about that for the limited online uh, audience. I say limited because... Still for the next one or two weeks, we're still going to have this kind of low quality, low resolution, I should say, um, uh, online uh, recording because of the internet. Did it, how what was it? How was it last week? Did it stop stutter?
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, it is suffering. It, it is suffering at the moment. We are a, a hugely reduced uh, connection. Um, and so because of that, people are just holding back at the moment um, from watching the entire experience. But in any case, what I want you to know, which was for my own benefit, is forget those. What about the people here? Please put your hands up if you uh, have seen the video that I'm referring to. It's called, I think it's called, actually I don't even know what it's called. I think it's called Happy Muslims. Mm-hmm. Is it called it's Happy seen, Muslims? It. Is, it, is it, it Happy Muslims or uh, Happy or British Muslims or something like that? But you put your hands up if you have seen this video today. One, two, three, four, seven. Is there anyone down there, that side? Is there anyone there? Yeah. Seven, eight. Put your hands up higher That that side. Okay, Subhanallah. So, so it's interesting. Uh, in this in this gathering here, two to one easily have not seen the video. Okay, and I don't want you to see the video, frankly. There's nothing there. It's a song. It's a music video. Uh, it's, it's very easy to describe. It's a, a song. It's apparently a, a a popular song. Okay, and it's a uh, it's a music video. Just people dancing. But the the, the the unique thing is that it's Muslims who are dancing to the video. It's dancing all the way through and it's bearded muslims uh practicing muslims hijab muslims and dancing in a very kind of you know uh, uh but just 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 openly dancing um so the immediate thing which came to my mind okay the reason why people are confused is because there's a perennial problem with music all right people are always unsure of what category to put music into you know um uh, music is very interesting from a Sharia point of view in that everyone knows a few things about it okay I would say the three indomitable facts about music number one, everyone loves music okay, that's the first thing I don't know of anyone who doesn't love music music is something which is very much um, uh, it's very much something which is natural to the soul that's the nature of music and the and I, I, I genuinely I, I Genuinely out of millions You could count the people on Two hands Who do not have any problem whatsoever In not listening to some form of music Meaning it's unnatural to them They're on another kind of species yet, You know what I'm saying All right. The rest of the people They are struggling against it Some are very strong in that struggle Some are weak Some lapse And so on and so forth So that's the first For, for me a fact Obviously we're general, generalising here Um, The second fact that everyone knows about music is that the majority, and this is a quote, the majority of the scholars say it's haram. That's the second thing that everyone knows about music. The third thing that everyone, or the third thing I think which is becoming a lot more common, is uh, when I say no, when I say everyone knows, I don't mean these to be divine truths. I'm saying this is what everyone says, okay? Okay. The third thing which everyone knows and says about music is that there are some scholars that allow it. That there is a valid difference of opinion. That there is a minority opinion. Phrases of that type. Would you generally agree with that assessment? Yeah? That's the kind of three things, certainly of our generation. Okay? Certainly of our generation. Um... Uh, uh, that would be the three kind of, uh, uh, that, that's my perception that's my experience, I've had a lot of experience with the Muslim community, with music itself, with the Muslim community, with the scholars who said this, that, whatever, this is something that I have a vested interest because in I have a background in this and um, obviously as a teacher I have a responsibility in putting out what I think to be the correct position as well as uh, uh, um, uh, showing the different opinions and so on Now, so the, the the problem is if you just look at these three facts alone you can automatically see that to try and make a major issue out of something with these three facts in the background, that's why you're on a hiding to nothing. Okay, that's why you're, you're, you're treading on thin ice. And again, all the cliches, right? Because um, as long as there is a difference of opinion, as long as some people say it's allowed, and as long as uh, you can say that universally everyone loves this thing, how possibly can it be wrong how possibly could it be haram? Then you're, you're, you've, you've started to involve two dangerous things. Uh, well, a number of dangerous things come out of this. First of all, um, and th- 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 this, uh, and of course I've told you before, logical regression isn't just t- teaching this text. This is an opportunity to go through things where we can have an ilmi a knowledge-based look at various issues and break it down to see how Islam... Uh, is applied to the challenges of our time. This is a challenge of our time. I want to so show to you what the scholar would do in trying to deconstruct this argument, okay? And to identify the way that people think in this argument. First of all, I want to talk about the issue of ignorance, okay? Um, ignorance is of two types. To not know is of two types. To not know something, jahil, Okay? Ignorance is of two types. You'll have heard me explain this many times before but another time is not harmful as well okay um jahl ignorance is of two types jahl basit and jahl murakkab which is basically uh, which can be translated as simple ignorance and compounded uh, compounded ignorance okay complex ignorance compounded ignorance complicated ignorance all of these three words work okay simple ignorance is straightforward hey do you know uh, how many prayers there are in a day no no, I don't. Sorry. Do you know that the hijab is an obligation? Sorry, I didn't. Do you know um, how to get to the mosque? Sorry, I, I even got a clue. This is simple ignorance. You understand that? Simple ignorance. Guy is asked a question. He doesn't know. He says, I don't know. Whether that's embarrassing or not is irrelevant. Whether that's haram or not is irrelevant. That has a separate, separate connotation. But the point is, is that it's an honest, sincere type of ignorance. The second type of ignorance is... Yes, I do. There are seven types of prayer in the day, or seven prayers in the day. Yes, I do. The hijab is not an obligation upon the women. Uh, yes, I do. The, the, the mosque is actually, if you go down this road and turn right, and then turn right again, you'll find the mosque. Okay, and you end up, you know, you, you let lead them into the conservative club or something, I don't know, some else or whatever. Yeah, yeah the, the, the point is, is that there's a big difference between people who make an affirmative or a negative statement on an issue... Uh, conferring their opinion or their flawed understanding of something and someone just says I don't know and the first one Well, why is a very praiseworthy situation if you don't know you say I don't know this is the jahil. If ignorance could be celebrated. This is the ignorance that we celebrate All right, the second type as I said one which is complicated is a real problem And a lot of Muslims especially in the issue of music they fall into this when they um, uh, 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 Of this level of ignorance when they claim something when they don't even understand it. So, to, for example, to say, you know, uh, you know, you shouldn't listen to music, or you should avoid music, or what's your opinion on music, and you say, well, it's the scholars the scholars differed over it. Actually, this person has no idea. He has no idea what a scholar is. He has no idea what ikhtilaaf is, what difference of opinion is. He has no idea how to weigh uh, numbers or, or whether a an opinion is, wor- is considered to be worthy in a particular situation. He doesn't know who the scholars are, and if he does, he doesn't know the methodology that they adopted on why they differed. He actually doesn't know at all what it was that they actually stated. He wouldn't be able to recall to you what that statement was, when it was applied, what its context is, and everything. And he, he wouldn't know, or she wouldn't know. So therefore, this is a level of complicated ignorance, which, was, which is uh, innocent, and celebrated, or blameworthy? It's blameworthy. And this is an important lesson. This can be applied, and we should all learn from this. This is not necessarily something about music. This is a lesson for all of us Muslims. If you don't know, say, I don't know. Don't say to a person, I think this, I think that. Because you are taking upon yourself a huge burden, and you are leading yourself astray, which is bad enough, and you are leading others astray, which is even worse. That's why Nabi ﷺ said, okay, that's why in, in the du'a, all right, in the dua uh, 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 of guidance of trying to protect ourselves, there is a difference between the dal and the modil. The dal is the one who is misguided. The modil is the one who misguides others, which is a major issue, a major issue. All right. So I just want to remind my, uh, everyone, and this is not about music. That's that's in general. This is the first big error or or, or or thing that you identify. There's three. Second is emotion, and the third is the intellect. Emotion is the the point about emotion is that the Muslims do not accept emotional-driven thought. The Muslims only accept thought-driven emotion. Okay. The difference between emotional-driven thought and thought-driven emotion is similar to the Aqidah differences between the Christians and the Jews and the Muslims. So the Christians, they have a thought process. They have a, a theology and a creed. That creed, Though, it's not based upon evidence. Because if they try to establish that on evidence, they don't have any evidence to establish the Trinity. It doesn't fit the intellect. It doesn't fit the text, the scripture. It doesn't fit anything. The only thing it does fit, fit is their notion of love. Their notion of to understand you can't understand. To, uh, they, you know, meaning that they have an emotional connection to the Godhead. Okay? This triple kind of system. This tripartite kind of plan. Alright? They have an emotional connection to that and because that emotional connection has been made and he has blinded them to using their aqal, okay then therefore the thought then which follows as a result of that is dependent and and dominated by the emotion does that make sense which is why which is why and you know cliches are irritating but cliches of course have ultimate truth in them the most famous cliche of all love blinds okay what does love blinds actually mean? And I've discussed this a lot previously. Love blinds is simply that when a person falls in love, they lose complete control of themselves. Now, that level of control or the loss of that control differs according to the circumstance and so on. Okay? And it can be a loss of control in a halal way, meaning it's a relative loss of control. You do like ch- childish things, silly things with your partner, whatever, which is part and parcel of love, which is acceptable. Or, you will fall in love and you will completely lose control. I have met many people like this, and I'm sure you will also have met many people like this. An example, uh, when people contact me, for example, and say, uh, my daughter has run away with so-and-so. Okay, with so friend at friend at school or whatever. This is a girl, okay, or a boy, who has been brought up in, in a Muslim household with loving parents, care for support everything whatever and they are willing i mean just imagine it, it say any other kind of scenario they're willing to throw everything away over a girl or over a boy now take i, I want you to, to completely divorce the halal and haram out of this throw haram away just look at it from an akal point of view all right your just a common sense point of view which person which human being would throw away which christian which jew which anyone which atheist, would throw away everything of value over a person they don't know, or over an emotion, over a passion, over an incitement, over illicit yani, feelings, which person would do that? Other than someone who has lost control of their senses. Which is why the, 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 the cliche or the statement, whatever, love blinds, okay, is incredibly true. I remember the, the example that I just gave you there, put that into the hundreds. I can count on one hand at least five incidences where i have met and tried to speak sense into a girl who said that i um, am i don't want to be muslim anymore because the person that they fall in love with is a non-muslim okay and they just say right well you know uh i don't have any other option i'm not a muslim male she's you know she can't remain Christian, Jew, whatever. I'm a Muslim girl. He's a Christian. He's a Hindu. He's this, that, whatever. I'm in love. So, if you didn't understand the previous part of throwing away family, whatever, what about someone who throws away God? What about someone who throws away their religion? So, so if you think I'm just adding, you know, uh, rhetoric and exaggeration, whatever, then let's just keep it to the facts. If you believe me, if you trust my statements, then I have been involved with those people. It is beyond depressing. That's why when Abu Dhar was talking uh, into me in the car about and i was feeling sorry for you when people were saying this people were saying that i said bro are you kidding me are you seriously kidding me you have no idea i told him that when we were young we saw a cartoon which he missed out on because maybe you know it's not his generation it was called Batfink. who remembers Batfink? yeah my wings are like a shield of steel <laughs> you know <what> i'm saying <laughs> you know i was yeah your, your names and your claims whatever, mean nothing to me. I've been there, done that. I've been in the fire, man. I've seen all kinds of the crazy stuff. You people, people call me what they want, complain what they want. When you've been to the depths that I've been, when you look at a, a girl in the face and she says that I want to be with this man, okay? And we're talking a practicing, uh, a practicing woman, she was wearing hijab and everything, whatever. Willing to throw it all away, you think to yourself, subhanAllah? Do you really think, subhanAllah? You know, so this is the emotional point, okay? This is the, 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 the error, the, 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 the danger. Again, this is generally applied everywhere, but in the music argument, you find it very much as well. Why? Because people, uh, 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 as I said to you before, the, the issue of music, okay, a lot of people misunderstand. Um, I, I want to say that I think scholars have got a major blame to take for this, right? I won't take the blame for this because I've, I've done the exact opposite Trying to educate people on exactly this point But definitely we In a general sense Khatibs, scholars, imams Have made a major mistake in this In that we go around telling people That music is disgusting, ugly shit Satanic Works of Depravity and evil And this and that And everyone's thinking Damn man But I like it so much But it sounds so good it's like when you're telling the person, you know, and we, we again mentioned this before, when you're saying to the, the guy, you know, lower your gaze, okay? Uh, SubhanAllah, uh, uh, I, I, I didn't plan this, all right? Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar, we, 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 I just want you to know that Abdul, the one thing that Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar doesn't do in Salah is choose the verses. Because we, we don't choose verses in this masjid. We, we, we start from the Quran and we just read all the way six months. We start with, there's no picking and choosing. I just want everyone to know that. Yeah, We start from the beginning and Rizallah Khair, he goes all the way through. From the beginning all the way to the end. So if something happens, it is pure coincidence. It's not that something happened and I'll read these verses. He's forced to because we are going non-stop. Yeah? What did you read today, Sheikh, about the issue of lowering the gaze today?
2: <inaudible> Maghrib. Surah Al-Ahzab,
0: Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar uh, recited the verses which, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet to tell his wives, and it's a general khitab, a general yeah, an announcement to the, to the women of this nation, to, uh, uh, from their jalabib, which is from their, not even the internal garments, but their outer garments, yeah, need to, uh, to put themselves into a state okay, of clothing. Right? I'm i'm giving you the the rendered english so that i don't just go with the 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 translated one to put themselves into a state of clothing where they are they are not yani their bodies are not recognized in the way that they are valued for i mean like sexually valued right and that they are not harmed okay the harmed is the standard kind of harming that we recognize in a general society How when people dress in a provocative fashion... You know this is very controversial for society. You know if you say that uh, uh, you dress like this, then you make yourself open to whatever. That's a straw man's argument. I'm not interested in the argument at all. I'm not interested in making that statement or not. All I want to say is report on the facts. Is it true or not that if a person is dressed in a provocative fashion, there are people that will take a greater advantage of that because they will see that as a come on? Yes? Right. So if that's the case, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says... Dress in this manner so that you are not harmed. Meaning that people get a clear signal that, hey, you know what, I'm not that, that type of woman, okay? And that's not me saying that if you dress the other way, you are that type of woman. Maybe you are. Or maybe you're just very silly, you don't understand, and you're very naive. And there are naive women out there who dress in the most stupidest ways who have no idea, who believe that men are all great and wonderful like me. You know what I'm saying, yeah? Okay? <laughs> I had that just for you, Saeed. You see that? Okay? Um, so do you understand the point there? All right? That that That... that um, the the concept of the uh, um, I have no idea what we're talking about hijab for music music yeah so what did it have to do with hijab know, lowering the gaze oh yes so exactly. You know. so on the concept of lowering the gaze how many times have you uh, like it's, it's interesting Allah subhanahu wa taala didn't say to us to lower the gaze all right or to anyone to lower the gaze because the other person is a flaming, spitting, devil, ugly dog who is going to burn you and destroy you and whatever, right? Allah subhanahu wa didn't say that. Yet we seem to, in our kind of uh, khutbas and in our lessons, kind of make it out that uh, they are the disgusting <laughs> whores and sluts and this and that, and whatever, no? very, very uh, disgraceful language, okay, concerning what are essentially... Beautiful, beautiful women. And you keep telling a person that these women are ugly or this man is ugly and you know, whatever, whatnot, and you should, you know, that they're very bad. You're, you, you, number one, you're lying, right? Number one, it's wrong. And number two, you're not doing yourself any favors in trying to explain what the real reward is for, what the challenge is. Rather, and I, I strongly believe this, rather we should be honest and say, this woman is beautiful. And she's well worthy of being looked at And there are thousands of people that are looking at her for that very reason They're, She's making many many people very happy And there are more other people that are thinking even worse all right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recognises the pleasure that you are gaining from looking at this woman And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward you more though For the pleasure that he will give you for abstaining for his sake And the more that we can explain that to people without making the woman evil or the look evil, but rather rather promoting the fact that for your self-control, for your impressive discipline, for your loyal obedience to the Creator, Allah will reward you handsomely. And I want to say to you that that's how we felt in portraying the message. And, the mu- and music is the same. The more that we keep saying that music is this and that and it's devil's incantations and blah, 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 which it might very well be, by the way. Okay? Right? Uh, the point is is that when everyone hears it, nearly everyone, everyone other than Saeed, basically. Because Saeed, is, he just doesn't understand anything about music. He's just completely, and he doesn't, whatever. Yeah? <laughs> I'm just enjoying so much the Saeed's in the lesson today, don't you think? That's yeah, amazing. <coughs> I guest of honor like that, Chief Trustee of... Chairman, whatever he is, you oh, put me up next week. <laughs> never gonna come again. Never gonna come again. This is the way to get rid of the of the suits. You know what I'm saying? I start he's a suit. This guy's front row every morning, and I don't. You dare say he's a suit? Don't put him in that normal category of trustees, huh? Sheikh Nabil He's not normal trustees. You are And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, if you keep telling people that music is horrible we keep telling people lies which are just not true right it's just not true we need to tell people that yes you know we accept that what you're hearing and subhanallah it's very it's, it's it's very interesting someone as someone who's traveled to all the world to all over the world and lived in all of its different cultures and every culture has music every people of every society loves music don't think that uh you know let me give you just three off the top of my head. The, the, the three countries which come to your mind when it comes to hardcore conservative Islam are... Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, Somalia. You agree with this classification? Saudi Arabia, they have a mental music scene. Okay? Honestly, I mean, it's not completely crazy, whatever, whatnot, yeah? It's not like rock and roll, whatever, but it's a refined form of, yani you know, Duff and a bit of this, bit of that, whatever, Yeah? Okay, the second one, Somalia. Somalia has this. So not only this Somalia. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny about Somalia, and actually, virtually uh, many parts of Muslim Africa. Okay, um, not only do they have their own mental kind of you know, the Africans are sold people through through, right? So they've got their music thing going down. There's no doubt about that. But Somalians specifically, they are addicted to Bollywood. You want me to You want to sweat? You <laughs> This is the craziest thing. I remember I was in Mauritania, okay? I was in Mauritania, it's the most poorest country, the country in the entire world. I go there, يعني, knowing and hearing these rumors, this that. This is the country where they memorize Quran in like three days and all this kind of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? And Quran's everywhere and they memorize this and that and it's Sunnah and Shanaqita and Shaqiti. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm there lying down and I hear, you know, some kind of classic, Yani qurbani, qurbani, Qur'ani, yeah, this is what I want. <laughs> I'm thinking, what the fish is this? And then I, I was sleeping on a rooftop, because it's very hot, people sleep on the roofs. So I went to the edge, and I see a group of Ma- Ma- Mauritanians, group of them. They've got a little TV on, and there's a Bollywood movie, and they're watching it fully. And I could see no subtitles. They all learn Hindi. Shall I what is a Yes, on this with that? so one well so well is the same. I know because I've seen their culture. And also
2: some of are trying to... <clears throat> Yes, <laughs> 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 That's even worse. That's even crazier. So, I, I remember when we were young, I could remember this. So, someone is an actor, Mutum or Mittum
0: or something. Mittan Oh my god! You saw Sheikh Abdul Somali's role model hero when he was young was Mittan. <laughs> huh? <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you like to admit, no, yeah? No. Come on, it's okay, saying, no one's listening.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, about I'm not saying uh, I don't like when I was young the music, but the situation is not allowed to me, I haven't got the TV, I haven't Sah. got the radio. Sah, no, I'm saying, I'm not praising myself, Yeah, my, my sister, It's okay, no. we're not praising you either, don't <laughs> we? <want laughs> the way, the way we grow up, we haven't got even electricity.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
2: But maybe you are, you are surprising
0: when I say to you without You know what this is? Yeah. So you say, I've got no idea what that is either. <laughs> this is a violin, okay? I'll explain to you what that means when, when I pull out a violin. But anyway. It's music again. <laughs> it's music. It is, it is music again, you see? Is that even allowed? Huh? Anyway. Um, and then, and then uh, uh, the next, uh, Afghanistan, I can tell you, absolutely has a, has a, a very strong musical Scene And it has a very heavy drum, you know And when it goes dumb And then the people just lose it, you know Anyway, so the point is Is that every culture has it Every culture loves it And everyone has to struggle to leave it Okay And I think personally We should have a much more honest And open approach with the people With respect to this challenge And say that we get what you're feeling We've been there before But to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is better that's the emotional aspect that's the threat and the problem in this argument the third aspect is the intellectual one this is the worst of course all right the first two are mistakes and problems but when a person starts to fall into the third problem which is the intellectual one where they start to literally value their own understanding above and beyond the divine this is what some people uh, used to refer to amongst the classical scholars of those that put the aql over the naql. Okay? The naql is referred to as the texts, the divine scripture. And the aql is one's intellect. Okay? And one's intellect should always be subservient to the text. That's not to say that the text is not uh, flexible and that there aren't different interpretations, because there are. But once we've reached the end of interpretation, if a statement is said, that is where our aql comes to a big stop that's it bang all right not a case of right well hold on let me try and kind of you know wriggle over and so on and of course because everything can be wriggled over and of course this country and the west and america and canada and uk these are the world leaders of finding ways to come over this wall okay and that's why you find people who if they don't hijab's easiest example hijab the girl doesn't wear hijab Okay, well, you know what it is? That's like the majority of Muslim women. They don't wear hijab. Even those that wear hijab, they don't wear hijab properly. They, they understand hijab to be a, a cloth which covers their head. Which has, which has about as much to do with hijab as sajda has to do with salah. It's a portion of it and that's it. You don't consider a person who does sajda to perform prayer. And therefore, you don't consider someone who's just put on a, uh, a, a head cover, the khimar, to be in hijab. Okay, When the rest of the body, the actions and so on Again, this, we're, kind of, we're going to come to this later But the hijab is a state Now listen to me very carefully If you've not heard this before, you probably have But we're doing it again There, There's a common misconception Amongst people with the concept of hijab And ihram You know ihram, people call ihram the cloths that you put on The two cloths Actually ihram is not the cloth You can put on any cloth, even you can put different colored cloths Even the and we're not going to go into the scholarly differences of what can be worn and so on and so forth, okay? Just look at the woman. When we say she goes into ihram, what clothes does she put on? It's so the same clothes, all right? So the issue is that what is ihram? Ihram is a state. It's an experience. It's an intention. It's a feeling. It's like you enter into a zone. It's like when you enter into your prayer, you are in a new zone. So that's why you make your niyyah, I'm about to go into ihram, and that's it. It doesn't matter with whether you're wearing Or not, or I mean, the the, the application or the implications of what you're wearing and this and that comes afterwards. But then, when you're in the state of ihram, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't speak like this, you can't cut that, you can't hit this, you can't, you know what I'm saying? There's a number of restrictions. You can't cut your nails, the head. So, you're in a certain state. But because the most dominant feature of the state of ihram is the Two white cloths, we call the two white cloths ihram. Is that clear? Likewise, hijab. Hijab is a state. It's not a clothing. Hijab is a state. When a person puts on the hijab, okay, it's when she leaves her home. At home, a woman is free, not covered, not speaking, not how she wants, running around and dancing around, whatever she wants to do. This, that, there is a behavior at home. And there is a behavior that happens as soon as you go out into public. This is the law of Allah, not A.E.'s law. This is the law of Allah. The law of hijab means a person is in a state where they are now controlling their walking, they're controlling their speaking, they're controlling the way that their body is appearing to other people and the clothes on that entire body, of which one aspect is the headscarf. But a lot of people, as I said, they, uh, they wear a headscarf, but they might be showing their arms, which is uh, completely impermissible, but, but by consensus, by the way, all right? To show arms or to have very tight leggings on or, you know, these kind of tight jeans or whatever people wear or whatever. Or certain extravagant forms of makeup or um, high levels of very, very powerful perfume and so on and so forth. This is all things which are not Part and parcel of a public hijab state When you're amongst foreign uh, Foreign, I mean uh, Non-related men Okay, non-related men Obviously if you're amongst You might be in hijab In a wedding with your own friends Of course, no problem then With your makeup and your perfume And this and that I'm talking about public Amongst foreign uh, uh, Non-related men Meaning that And because the headscarf Is the dominant representation Of the state of hijab It's been given the name Hijab, does that make sense? Okay, and so I want you to, I, I want you to understand that because of um, uh, 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 if, if people were not to wear hijab themselves, alright then we'd say, you know what it is, the majority of the Muslim women don't wear hijab, or don't wear it properly or don't wear it at all. And there's one thing not wearing it and saying, well, Allah, you know what it is I just can't handle the pressure the people looking at me and like crazy, whatever, I can't deal with it alright, as a Muslim we can't condone that reaction we can't condone that reaction, all right? But we can also understand and accept that as something which is a development issue and we will, we will give that person our full support and our love and we will say to them, keep trying, keep going, we're with you and anything that we can do to help you, then we're here for you, all right? This is a completely different state to a person who celebrates the fact that they're not wearing hijab who then says that actually, you know what it is? It just doesn't make sense. Why would God make hijab an obligation upon the women? Why would I need to go and cover up? So the second one is a denying and a rejecting of divinity, of the divine scripture and the the divine law, sacred law. And the first one is a full acceptance of the law and it's just someone who's struggling. Just like for the prayer. We know so many people. Who say, well, Yanni, you're right, but I, my clothes are polite, or you know, I'm tired, or I keep forgetting, or I'm lazy. We would never condone that. But it's not the same as someone says, "Yani, y- Yani, forget your prayer. What do I care about prayer? It's about being good in the heart." For example, yeah, as long as my heart is clean, then that's the only thing that matters. There's a massive difference. So I'm just saying that these are the major, actual, underlying issues. From and you guys are all students of knowledge right and you need to understand these issues because when we're trying to explain our response and trying to help people who make these videos and appear in these videos don't be fooled by their public persona that they're public they don't know anything about the religion i can tell you that all the people that were in that video they have nothing uh, on the religion there's one person there who uh, has studied the religion and he makes uh, any uh, incredible mistakes and this is just another one of his mistakes that one person alone is uh, dr murad okay other than him the rest of all of the people in there are just ignorant people these are not people who um, forget the fact that they are coming across as practicing or in your media or on the internet whatever they're not people of the masajid and that's a real reminder to all of us that once you lose your connection with the masjid okay then you fall into a whole different category of Muslim okay this is not an issue of judging or condemnation this is just the reality you look at all these people you can see very common traits that these are people who do not keep a regular link with the masjid. They don't, uh, they're not there at the masjid every day. They're not Fajr Isha people. All right? They're not people who study regularly. These are people who just go out there and project their own ideas of ignorance and what they put, consider to be Islam upon the other people. And so we need to be really careful to learn the lessons from things like this. This video is a minor realistically, okay, the representation of this video, which again is a is a famous song Where Muslims are around and they are uh, Dancing in a very expressive way to that music. It's a, therefore a promotion of the music It's a promotion of the dancing and as I understand, okay, I haven't seen this I don't know if this is true, but apparently this is a video which is copying a number of other videos that have been made in the same manner showing groups of people now Again, there are underlying reasons for why liberal Muslims or secular Muslims like these pursue this kind of process, which is that, you know what it is, to really, you know, uh, we are under the kosh. We have as positive, as as negative a PR rating as humanly possible on the negative PR scale, right? And so, therefore, people have these great ideas to go and correct them. And I can tell you right now, there are very few uh, as popular. Negative PR correcting moves such than going out there dancing and and singing. Everyone loves that Okay, non-muslims I would go Dulali over that And so if one thing that the video will do it will have a great impact amongst non-muslims It will have no doubt about that seeing beards hijabs going this that whatever whatnot blah 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 I think this is amazing absolutely great. So it just begs the question do the ends justify the means And in Sharia, the ends do not justify the means. We do have a concept of the rule of law and the the letter of the law and the spirit of the law, which is known as Maqasid al-Sharia. But under the Maqasid al-Sharia, it is under the the general objectives, the wider objectives, there is no justification to be going into those actions which are haram or considered to be extremely doubtful in order to achieve a good end. There is no limit to that kind of methodology. Where would that actually end? And you can add your own kind of ending. While saying all this, I just want to make a couple of comments. Um, there are some scholars that considered the, uh, pro- the prohibition on music to be something which is not haram. Um, this actual statement itself is a very, very rare one. All right? There are more voices that say that musical instruments are not haram. Okay? There's a difference between the two. Music and the musical scene and people singing and people dancing is something which is a complete extreme, all right? The standard musical scene that we know. Two scholars that are the only two worthy of speaking about, the two of note in our modern times. Sheikh Abdullah Judair, Sheikh Yusuf Al-Qardawi. These are the two top scholars in the world that are the only two realistically. The rest are not worth mentioning, frankly, and I'm being general there, of course, I'm sure there are. But... Uh, these are the only two amongst the plethora That consider music to be something which is permissible Yet, of course, in their fatawa and in their detailed explanations Of what they consider to be permissible We are talking about a music which is done without any form of lyrics Without any form of suggestiveness Without any sexual implicit kind of uh, meanings or bad words Or bad emotions or bad yani values Or dancing At all is there anything or not nothing whatsoever from them dancing. I would love and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna write that I would love for people to go and take this video and show that to Sheikh Abdullah Jada' And just let's see whether he's able to move his face away quick enough before Sheikh Abdullah's hand comes out Okay, and slaps all his teeth up right to say that Sheikh Abdullah we're using your fatwa to to establish this uh, video That has women dancing Uh, And sexually Provocatively Someone said What do you mean Provocatively This is the most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life Yeah Because You know You know You know when when a girl says that Honestly I want to just Just I don't know what I want to do I want (laughs) to explode Yeah When a girl says There's a difference between Dancing provocatively And just dancing This is a stupid girl Okay This is a girl who thinks that Somehow That dancing provocatively Means to be a belly dancer Basically just You know, uh, uh, throw yourself naked, stick a a diamond in your belly, and basically that's provocative dancing. What women don't understand is that you could go and you could go like that in front of a man and that would be provocative. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, a man needs zero level of incitement to see you as provocative, as suggestive, as sexual. The men worship the female form of body, all right, they require nothing. So a woman, even lifting her hands up in the air doing this, is like, men are like going, yes, <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> huh? So these people, they, women, I mean, they're naive. They're naive. They, they, they honestly think, whatever, and, and, and in fairness to them, okay, they don't understand that. But you've got to understand the male uh, mind. P- women do not understand how men think. They really, really think that men are all super pure, and think of you as sister. They, they think when you call you sister, they actually see you as a sister. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They believe that, oh, sister this, sister that. And that's why, I mean, I hate that term sister. But I like the idea, the reason why the guy who brought it in, the guy who introduced that, whoever he was, Meskini, because yeah? it's never been used in the history of ever in Islamic tradition. I've never read all the books that I've heard. I never heard some, some, any sheikh or any author say, Akh, so and so, and Ukht, so and so al No, no, al 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 Ever heard that before?
2: I can't discuss First time Sister?
0: First time Sheikh Sheikh said That the first time You had this brother So and so Sister so and so Was when he came To this country This whole brother And sister so Is that Mormons? Is it the Mormons? Which which movement is it? The Christian movement? They have brother Elder Did they say elder? Yeah, it's Elder, elder. elder. El- Mormons. The, are in the Mormons, the elders are in the Mormons. But there is a movement that has brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But I, I'm, I'm just celebrating that the guy's idea in the first place was clearly to create some kind of gap. So if I call you sister so-and-so, maybe I'll actually treat you like a sister. Mate, nice try. You know? No guy is treating next girl like a sister. The only... <laughs> anyway. So, So I'm just saying that uh, there's a lot of dynamics going on, which people are either willfully, will, willfully ignorant of, or completely naive, or just being any, you know, shiratory, any mischievous. Okay, and they know fully well what's going on, and they're just not willing to accept it. So I think that um, I, I, I personally, I'm all for creativity. Really, I wish that these people would would find some nice ways of going out there and doing stuff like that. I'm not, and I'm also not uh, against women. Uh, being in public and being part of that PR part, I, I, I'm very cautious about it But you know it, The reality is that this society It's impossible to avoid something like that But the reason why scholars And you look back at them They don't want women in the public eye Is because once that one step is done Then the next step follows And the next step follows And they were, were, you're up to where we are Up to now People are not even focusing on the men In this video Where to be honest They're as unacceptable as the women All the women are the masakeen are coming under the, 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 the attack Which is not really fair frankly, but then people can't really focus on the real issue. I just want to say to you that even those scholars, they considered that uh, 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 a lot of people are going around saying the hadith in Bukhari, the hadith which prohibits it, the, the Prophet said that there will be a aqwamin, there were people from min ummati, from my own nation, that uh, they, will, they will make permissible the silk and the this and the that, and from them, he mentioned al-ma'azif and ma'azif are musical instruments, okay? And they say this hadith in Bukhari. I want to say to you this hadith is in Bukhari, but there is a valid difference of opinion amongst the scholars whether this hadith is what we consider to be a normal hadith, sahih, yani uh, musnad, meaning a hadith which has a complete sanad, which is a normal hadith, for anyone who studied hadith, or whether this hadith is a hadith mu'allaq, meaning a hadith which has breaks in the chain, intentionally so by Imam al-Bukhari, And if they are mu'allaq, then they are not technically considered to be an authentic hadith unless it has other evidences. Now, I want to say to you that in general, the argument for this hadith to be authentic overall is a good one. Although a number of top scholars, and it got nothing to do with the fatwas of today, they considered this particular hadith to be uh, 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 not authentic. authentic. Um, And that's a discussion for the ulama. But where people are talking about one thing about the prohibition or the not-so, of of musical instruments and those who allow all this kind of stuff will say it's not allowed to bring it down to what it is today to allow a video where women are dancing women are not covered in that dancing they are uh, forget about hair they're wearing t-shirts and god knows what whatever what not I just want to say that the prophet foretold us that this is us just following the Jews and the Christians down their hole Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that the Yehud and Nasara they will not not La yarda, okay, ترضى, meaning they will never it's a very interesting use of the language. We might cover one day uh, in tafsir sometime. Lentarba, okay, is the most definitive negation possible. Allah says Allah says they will never ever ever be happy with you until you follow their milllah, until you follow their way. I just want you to know that, okay? And this is not our way. You know, to, to, to dance, for our women to dance to music Alright In a state of undress Wallahi uqsim billah is not our way Whatever my opinion upon this video Whether it's halal or haram or good or bad I don't want to judge people's hearts Whatever whatnot. I, I hope and pray Allah guides everyone But I want to say to you that I swear by Allah And the Lord of the Kaaba That the women dancing in, fro- in a state of undress Muslim women in a state of undress Dancing to music is not our way it's not the way of any Muslim nation, any Muslim generation, any scholarly class, anyone of any worth at all. Neither from the Prophet or the Companions or Tabi'een or, tabi, or tabi'in or the Salaf or the Khalaf or the ones in the middle or of the contemporary. It's just not there. And that's what I uh, want to say. Uh, allahu A'lam. Now I know that was eating into our time but i think that the lessons to learn from this are important there are a lot of usul okay and what we just covered there in the last hour or odd okay is a is a is a is a is a specific chapter this chapter is called usul al-din the principles of the religion what i just mentioned there is a is a mixture of things which are specific to, to fiqh usul al-fiqh and specific to sciences of the hadith and principles of aqidah, but in general they come under the principles of the deen. These are the basic day-to-day principles that we have in the back of our mind that ensure that we don't make mistakes in all kinds of matters. So when I say to you, for example, the concept of thought-driven emotion and not emotional-driven thought. When I say to you about the issue of, if you don't know something, then say, I don't know. Don't go and make a statement about it, which shows that you are you don't know and you're misguiding other people. Say, I don't know. Don't go and tell people and then become someone who's a, a victim of jahil murakab. Yeah and those other people who are struggling and so on. If you are struggling, and you will. We're no better than anyone in that video, okay? Not because we dance or whatever, but because everyone is having their own struggle at some level. Struggle. Keep struggling. Struggling is a jihad, and it's a rewardable action, and it's something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises in a person, the one who tries. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I remind it to myself and to everyone else, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue to forgive as long as you continue to seek forgiveness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a tawwab, meaning intrinsically that he knows the people will come and then they'll go back and they will regress and then they will come back and fix up and then they will regress. And that's the divine system of mercy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us and we should be happy with that. And you know from the usul of deen that that's a, a praiseworthy situation to be in. A station, I should say, a maqam on your way to a high level of taqwa. But it's still taqwa that's allowing you to feel guilty. If you're feeling guilty about something, you're feeling unsure, this is from the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because there are millions of people out there that don't feel guilty at all. And worse than those people who don't feel guilty are those that go and try and justify it. Those who go and publicize their sin. And, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has hidden many things from the people many many things what they do the second you go out and you make videos and you put it on the public and you publicize your own scenario and you try to justify it as well and then you actually try to make it out that the other people are the ones who are not following islam and that they're extremists whatever whatnot then you should just know that you are moving into very very serious territory much more serious than the dancing or the nakedness or the music which honestly are 1% on the scale compared to the kind of problem that you're about to have here, which is you placing your intellect above that of the divine will of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la and the sharia. So that there are some really important principles in that when you go back and dissect your notes, I hope that you will highlight that and realize that these are valuable things that we learned from our ulama and Sheikh Uthameen, of course, mentioned some of this a little bit later as well. He's already mentioned one or two of these uh already all right a little bit of time inshallah sufficient time inshallah. No. The, uh, uh, we've got um enough time to uh do a significant section in this which i think is actually very interesting and that is concerning um again the arabic um uh, imam al Hajjawi alayhi rahmatullah he says, that the wiping over the footwear. Okay? So, wiping over footwear is permissible for a time period of 24 hours and 72 hours for a traveler, which is what we did last week, starting from the moment one becomes ritually impure after wearing it. This is today's sentence. Okay? It's fascinating. Alright? When does this 24 or 72 hour period start? It starts min hadathin ba'da i.e., starting from the moment one becomes ritually impure after wearing it. I repeat again, this is the humbly position. Starting from the moment, the time period, starts from the moment that one becomes ritually impure, i.e., the one breaks wudu', that's what hadath means. When we talk about hadith, we're talking about state of ritual impurity, passing wind, going to sleep, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Yep. Okay. One becomes ritually impure after wearing it. Is that true? Is that right? Okay. This is the humbly position. Let's see what Sheikh Al Thamiin he says. He says, "A uh, at the bottom of page two hundred twenty-five. an sawa Uh, That the humbly madhab is very very clear Very very clear on this position Exactly as it states That it doesn't That the actual time period Of the concession of 24 hours Or 72 hours Actually only starts once you have Broken your wudu So theoretically Let's just throw an example up in the air Okay Let's say that you're uh, woken up in the morning, Okay, you've only Fajr, you come back home, you've gone to sleep, and you've now woken up again, 8 o'clock, ready for work. All right? 8 o'clock, you're ready for work, you make your wudu, okay? and then you put on your khufs. Okay? Uh, we, 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 for the time being, we're going to avoid the use of the word socks or shoes. We're just going to use the word khufs, as Jazallah Khair, uncle here is wearing. Uh, so, leather socks. okay, Just so that we keep the discussion... Simple for now. We'll go into the complexity of what a khuf actually is later. So you put on your leather socks, okay? Thick, nice leather socks. And then you now put on your shoes and you're now off to work. Okay? Eight o'clock. All right? So now we have, another, we have a number of possibilities. We have the text, the hadith says very clearly, what we mentioned last week, 24 hours we have for wiping. So you can imagine now there are different times that could be chosen. What, let's hear some options. What could be the first option? The time, the time you make wudu. So that's 8 o'clock. Okay? That's 8 o'clock. Let's make this complicated. Or let's make it more interesting. Let's say the guy finishes wudu. And then he goes to dry up. And he's trying to find his clothes. And his missus is, you know, has an ironed them. No, no, that's... Very, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. That's not too complicated. That's too far what you said that is. Let me just get back a bit. Okay? His clothes, which he ironed, okay, right, have been put somewhere, packed away. Not by his mrs. because she doesn't do packing like that, but by the kids. Because the kids do packing, huh? but he doesn't know where they put, so he's half an hour, is running through all the drawers in his house, freaking out, where's my clothes, where's my clothes, he finds his clothes. Yani, by the time that he's actually put everything on, he puts on his hoof, half past eight. Tigger? all right? So, so far, we've got now two times. Alright. So, we have 8 o'clock he made wudu. 8.30 he put his hoofs on. And let's say he breaks his wudu, meaning he has to go to the toilet. Uh, He goes for a number number 2. Yeah? (laughs) I just wanted to make it more dramatic, okay? So, he goes for a number 2 at 12 o'clock. Okay? So, there's three times now you have. Okay, go. Tell me what kind of... uh, uh, Tell me what kind of... Let me make it more interesting. Alright? And at 8 o'clock that day in the evening when he comes home, he takes off his khuf. He takes off his khuf as well. His khufain, he takes them off at 8 o'clock. We've got four times now. Okay? I just threw that in just to see if I can confuse you or not. Okay? So, what are the options for the 24-hour period to start then? Eight, half eight, twelve. Is eight even an option? It's not an option. Because he's not gonna wipe him anything if he's taking his thing off. But of course, taking the chufs off does have an important ruling. What's that ruling? Does it break the wudu or not? Yeah, and he does a person suddenly because he takes his chuf off, does he break his wudu or not? That's a chapter we'll be dealing with next week. Alright? It's a separate whole category of discussion. So really only, that's why I said I'm just checking the fourth time But it has no real bearing on the actual issue The mas'ala itself Okay, so Therefore uh, um, uh, Sheikh, uh, uh, Sheikh Uthaymin, He goes um, Yeah, so anyway He goes basically, we can put this into three times Three times The time of putting it on The time of the, the, uh, doing the masah and the time of actually breaking the wudu. Sheikh says. As for the time of putting them on, as for the time of uh, 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 as for using the time of putting them on, then the time does not start according to this, and there is no doubt about that in the madhab. There is unity in the madhab. And the reason we say that is because we know we have different opinions in the madhab. Yes, okay. This is all the madhab. They have qaul and riwaya. You know, within the madhab, but their madhab is uni- unified on the fact that no one in the madhab says that the time starts when you actually put them on. Okay. Wa amma al madhab. As for the madhab itself, they're clear that it's again, as we've said so far, is when you break the wudu the second uh uh, uh 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 position okay the second position is that it starts from the wiping that it starts from the wiping okay so uh uh, uh Sheikh Al-Thamin says because they an al-hadith yamsah al-musafir al-khuffayn thalatha layalin wal-muqim yawman he goes because in actual fact the hadith says that the one who's wiping he wipes over for 24 hours and 3 days Sheikh Luthamin he says That he goes Well, Hold on, what is the meaning of this hadith Why would we not Say that the issue is linked to the Wiping, when the hadith says The wiper Wipes for 24 hours Or 72 hours if he's a traveler Does that make sense, does that statement make sense He goes, why would we go back To the issue of wearing, what has the issue Of a, wearing and B, what has the issue of breaking wudu' got to do with this hadith? The hadith says that the, the, uh, the one who wipes has 24 hours and 72 hours. And that is why it is is Al-Uthaymeen's opinion. It is Shaykh Al-Uthaymeen's opinion, opinion that the time period starts from the wipe itself. Okay? And sheik al uthaymeen continues that the fuqaha themselves um actually Sheikh Amin goes if you study the various statements of the fuqaha you'll see a clue to it in their own statements he goes the fuqaha themselves they said if there was a if there was a man and he put the khufain on he put on the two khufs, okay and he was a resident he's at home then he breaks his wudu whilst he's still at home he's still got the one he breaks his wudu then he goes on safar, I mean, he leaves home now and goes on a, a journey. And he, he then, this is interesting. He then, break, he then, uh, whilst in his journey, he then for the first time wipes on his hoof. All the fuqaha, they said that what? He's a traveler and what? He, he that his, his three days kicks in. Three days and three nights. And sheik Al-Thaymeen goes, if that really is the case, and that's what all the scholars agree on, okay, then how can we then say that it was linked to the time that it put it on? And how can we say it was linked to the issue of breaking wudu? And he goes, this is something which has been established by a number of the fuqaha themselves. And this, is, this position, I just want to say to you, is the position of Shaykh al is the position. The, this is also the class position. This is also my personal position. This is the position of pretty much the majority of the contemporary scholars as well. So despite the fact that the madhab position is that a person, he will, uh, he, his time period will start at that time, yani when he p- puts them on, uh, sorry, when he breaks his wudu, in actual fact, it's the fact that when he, he uh, does his mash. In our scenario that we gave about the guy Who, put the, who did wudu at 8 o'clock He uh, uh, Put his khufsan at 8.30 At 12 o'clock He broke his wudu Okay, right I want to say to you that I should, add a, I should have added another time At 3 o'clock Is when he gets a chance To go and make wudu At 3 o'clock Is when he gets a ta- chance to make wudu okay he then goes home and because he's a lazy pack yeah right he dresses in the exact same thing doesn't take anything off okay the next day i want to know until what time does his ability to wipe on his hoof last until 3 p.m 3 good all right that's easy example isn't it yeah 3 p.m uh sheikhan uh, the is not here you want to do that then? Yeah, get get that. So therefore it's the, the position of 3 o'clock is, is clear. 24 hours after the first wiping. Is that clear everybody? Okay? We'll just have the other one now. Allahu Akbar
1: Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an
0: So Shaykh Luthamin, he then gives an example. He says, okay, so we have a person who makes wudu at the time of Salatul Fajr. And he puts on the khufayn. He puts on the khufain. He then remains in his uh, wudu until 9 o'clock. So this is at Fajr he started. He remains in wudu until 9 o'clock. And uh, he breaks his wudu, he goes to the bathroom, he doesn't make wudu. At 12 o'clock then, he then go gets a chance to make wudu. According to the madhab, the 24-hour period started from 9 a.m. And according to the position of sheik Al-Uthameen and our top position of Al-Mumti' and inshallah this is the correct position on Allahu A'lam, the time period starts from 12 o'clock, okay? From that uh, from that first wiping. And sheik Al-Uthameen, he, um, and likewise 72 hours more if he was a traveler 72 hours more if he's a traveler and in the next one two weeks we're going to explain in detail how that would work if a person starts off as a non-traveler then he moves into traveling at what kind of times that's where it comes really interesting yeah because in general people don't really kind of use big long periods when they're at home the long periods really come in useful when you're traveling you don't have an opportunity to get changed and whatever and, and so on um, Sheikh also just says, he, and this is not really so much in this country, but in, uh, in a lot of the Muslim cultures, there is this idea that the wiping over the socks is something which only lasts for five prayers. Okay, it's like a legend kind of thing, and there's no basis for this, no Islamic, no evidence, no other kind of basis for it other than a, a cultural statement. I think it's very clear the position that we are adopting, and it's a it's a, it's a very generous one, Subhanallah as well. It's a very useful one it allows of course the time period to be extended much more than what you would have originally have thought so um, I think to be honest it's only, it's only little that we did from the text but it was an important part come on man give me at least that you know what I'm saying I mean that could be, be life changing are you kidding I might have just in, that, in those few minutes that little sentence that we just did from the text might have just added six hours to what you normally have been using for your of your hoofs are you not grateful? Subhanallah that's the problem. Few of the ibad are shukoor isn't it Sheikh Drifa?
2: No 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 don't ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> you know. music, music, music. <laughs> What's going
0: on? <laughs> Subhanallah.
2: Subhanallah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no Sheikh this is where this is where ignorance is a good thing um okay if we have some questions then uh it can be across the board is it's fine i only got a few minutes left so the answer to that question for now is no it just means that you can't wipe anymore okay we are going to be covering specifically that later our position will be that, no, it doesn't mean that you have broken your wudu, okay? After 24 hours suddenly, boom, the wudu just left you, yeah? We don't have anything like that, alhamdulillah, you know? Like the life force was drained away or something, yeah? You have to actively do something to break your wudu, and the taking off the hoofs doesn't. We're going to obviously cover that. Um, but, yeah, the time period is solely for actual, the permission to keep wiping, to keep wiping. Uh, you know, a person literally, without any exaggeration, could make a twenty-four hour, could make a twenty-four hour period, literally make him work from for forty hours easily. He could like not break. He could not. Yeah, you know, need to make wadaw for like ten hours after he put the, the the hoofs on, and then do a little cheeky one one twenty-three hours forty-five minutes in to give him another twelve-hour use or something. Just just telling you guys how it works out there, man. Corporate world. Yeah.
2: So we can are the,
0: we are going to be covering that. Okay, that comes up a, a little bit later, actually, or not not even next couple of weeks, a couple of weeks after, the manner of how we wipe. In general, one is not uh, trying to wash the feet or the the hoof. So water is not really what we're talking about here. It just needs to be just jet- damp hands, basically. It's not about leaving water with marks or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know the hadith you are saying that the original hadith, the one who wipes It's the wiper, so that's where we get the um, evidence for saying that the time starts... Correct, time. because it's the muqeem, yamsah al-muqeem actually, literally translated it means the resident wipes for 24 hours and seventy and the musafir seventy-two hours. Now, the the, the illa or the fi or, or, or the, the the what we call uh, the the Manat al-Hukam, right? The area where we get the ruling from is the wiping. So al ibra the thing that we are we give consideration to from a Fiqh point of view in this sentence is to the wiping, and not to the time period and not to the wudu lack of or or presence of. So that's that's the evidence for that position. That's why the time period starts from the first wipe, not from the moment you break your wudu. Yes? It It does. It is absolutely imperative and it affects the ruling. A Taking off of the khufs in any period in between breaks it completely. There's no ability now to start using that period. You have to start a new period by a new wudu and a new re-wearing. Okay? We will be covering that next week. Last question. Um, to do with the whole idea of struggling backwards with music. Yes. Say, for example, not, not necessarily with music, but say you're struggling with something, right? And then you you continue to stay with him for like years go past. Are you And it's no longer a struggle anymore. Do you still
2: get
1: rewarded?
0: Yes, you do. Or and the, 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 the same argument would be the hadith of the one who struggles reciting the Quran. And this... uh, The struggle reciting the Qur'an For the one who finds it very very difficult And this this hesitation Has a huge amount of reward But that doesn't therefore take take the reward Of the Hafiz Qari That doesn't take his reward away You know what I'm saying Or the one who recites it often or recites it easily So they all have a very well defined quality reward We don't want to diminish the reward of anyone Alright الله اعلم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك اليك